from the fog to the LZ and country or stateside. It's held with some close to What's up, Charlie? We're back. Hey, not- We're back live, man. Some yeah, I know. Not podcast. much. <laughs> I hope I can still remember how to do it. I was at the reunion last week and uh, the hooker reunion that Kip and Kip put on, and everybody was saying, "Hey, when are you guys gonna get back on here?" And I was like, "Man, I said it's been you know, if I'm not dying in the hospital, you know, Jordan's sick or family members not feeling well or or I'm not feeling well. I mean, it's just." Life has kind of really ruffled us up in the last, I don't know, six months, I suppose. It's been at least just the way it is. But yeah, they're, they're saying, Hey, we need you guys back on the air because we really enjoy it. And I got that from quite a few people that were there. So That's glad cool. to be back on here with you, brother. I know. I know. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're, we're, we're pretty excited. This is, it's kind of rough when you haven't done it for a while. I was trying to find all the cords to my microphone <laughs> and my headphones and everything. I, I know. You know, it's like we got on here and, and uh, Jordan called me up or, you know, and I answered it on Skype. And I thought he was like, you know, being a mime. <laughs> he was sitting there talking to me and I can't hear it. I said, can you hear me? And he shakes his head, yeah. And I go, I can't hear you. And he's like... <laughs> talking i can't hear a thing. i thought he was trying to be a mime as a, as a second job <laughs> but we got it going we did we did now yeah. i'm sitting here i'm 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 looking at charlie on skype he's in his he's in his bathrobe he's got some nice curly q chest hair poking out he's acting like oh, yeah. austin powers on me <laughs> oh behave baby <laughs> I know. I don't. Oh, every time you're gonna start getting serious, I'll just go, "Yeah, <laughs> check it out." It's like a fucking gray rug or some shit. Yeah. Hey, you want to see the stuff on my back? Like the moles, or? No, oh, I got no moles. <laughs> oh no, no moles here. What are you? Uh, no, that to... my hair on my back. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good there. Yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm good with the with the back hair stuff. Oh, God, dude! I know we're just uh, a bit too long. Yeah, I'm gonna turn off my video now, bro. Okay. I don't want to see none of that. Oh man! Oh God, that's funny shit. It is. It is. Oh man, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back, you know, because I feel like I feel like getting on here and and chatting, talking, talking hooker bullshit, and talking yeah. to you about the about the week. It's it's pretty therapeutic, and I I hope that people really do enjoy it. We need some feedback, you know. We need to, we need to. I think I think we need to have whoever listens to this stuff. <laughs> Give us some feedback and let us know how we're doing from from time from time to time because I I just think at this point they want us to do something. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> right or wrong, they just want us to do something, and I'm man, I'm down with it. And yeah. if we can't get it done on a Tuesday night, well, we can do it on another night. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll just ease on back into it and whatever uh, works. But we just uh, try to do one a week. Yeah, man. I, that's the only thing is, I, 
that's the only thing I can say I could commit to you is one one podcast a week. I know, and it's like we're both full time. We're both. <laughs> you have family. I've I've got just a plethora of things that I'm doing as well. And yeah, you got a family of hair on your back. Yeah. <laughs> nose ears toes it's really cool when it gets on your big toe knuckle That's oh cool. my god dude <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I, don't know, I don't know how we got on this topic but it's i don't know let's get off this crazy train son <laughs> anyways back to the reunion yeah let's talk about that man oh how man that, that was so awesome man i met I mean, I've, I've met all these guys on, uh, Facebook, you know, but it was so awesome to go down there and actually meet them in person. And, uh, just a great bunch of guys and, you know, a lot of them brought their wives with them and, uh, God, we went motorcycle riding and, and, uh, hung out and drank beer and, and, uh, just had a good, it was a good time just to get together with a bunch of hookers that I'd never met in person. And, you know, share stories and, and, uh, we had a real, uh, nice auction. And so we're going to, they're going to try to bring one or two, uh, younger hookers in to the reunion for next year. And I think they raised over $1,700 and that's wow. going to be enough for airfare and accommodations and, uh, food and everything for one or two guys. And like I said, Kip's going to, uh, get that put together and, and, uh, Gary and, and they're gonna, I think they're, I don't know if they're going to do an essay on it or if just going to have people randomly enter and then pick two. I don't know how that's going to work, but, um, we'll get Kip on here. Um, you know, maybe for one of the podcasts and he can kind of explain it a little bit more on what uh, their plan is for next year, but it was definitely worth going to. Uh, definitely a nice bunch of guys and gals, and I'll, I'll be doing it again next year as well. It's very fun. Cool, man. Yeah, I, I would, I would really, would really like to get there, man. I really would. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. it's the same time as my anniversary, so it's a little difficult. But it's yeah, man. I I, I want to get get back there. It'll be such a blast to get out there, see everybody. So yeah. It was good to meet uh, Tisdale and and uh, to finally meet him. I was like, "So you're the guy I give all my money to," and <laughs> <laughs> and willingly, man. He makes some good stuff. The Ragged Flag Company is, mm-hmm. like I said, second to none. There's no doubt about it. And he his uh, concealment flag that he did a one-off uh, 2018 Hooker Reunion uh, concealment flag. Uh, that final bid was for $800. And I mean, it was the number one, uh, auction item there and it was pretty, uh, feverish bid and it got all the way to $800. So congratulations to, yeah. uh, Gary for, for getting it. And then congratulations to, to Dave Tisdale for having such an awesome product where he can get that, donate that and get the money for, you know, a, a hooker for next year. That's just, you know, high five for him, for all of them. Max. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. <clears throat> I love Dave. He's, he's a good dude. Really good guy. 
So I'm yep. glad, glad that worked out for everybody, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's, I, I think that uh, having a hooker union is, is such a great deal. And, you know, I think that, I think that uh, it would be so awesome to try and do a hooker nation reunion or a hooker reunion um, over here on the west side, too. Because there's an awful lot of hookers that live over this way, man. Yeah, I uh, there's there's one coming up this Saturday down at uh, Olympia Airport and at the at the museum down there. And but it's it's um, most of the hookers are from you know the boxcars, our unit. Um, it's just the, the the one back east is like more from a bunch of different units. I mean, there's a lot of big windy guys there and. Um, some uh cyclones and you know a few other ones that were there and and uh the one over on this side that uh, jim fleming's putting on jim does an awesome job him and his wife and and the people that sponsor that are um they do a knockout job as well but it's just a one night deal and and uh good food and good time so any hookers over here that want to go you're more than welcome to uh go to it and uh it's going to be at the Olympia airport and I believe it starts at like six 30. Oh, cool. So, yeah, but yeah, we do need to do one. I'd like to do one down there at, uh, Don Anderson's place down there at Vanguard brewery. I mean, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't think of a, couldn't think of a better place to go and, you know, for, you know, a good, a good venue and, a you know, lots of hotels right around the area and, and, uh, just a good time. A lot of oh, a lot man. of the fun things to do down there. Oh man, I think it'd be so cool. I think we should do one. We should do like a traveling Hooker Nation um, event. Like it would be so cool to be able to travel through the states and and do one like at some you know NCO club or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Places have like a Hooker Nation sponsored event where hookers come in and. Just have a good time. Oh, dude, that'd be so fun just to get get all these hookers together and meet everybody. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, it would be. It really would be. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I met some uh, top-notch people, and uh, I'll definitely be going again next year for sure. That's cool. Very cool, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, that absolutely. Is, yeah, that's that's definitely stuff we we need to hear about and, and and put out so that everybody's aware of it because like i think people know of the reunion or have heard about it through people you guys in their unit or something like that you know that have seen it online but i just don't think that very many especially new guys know know what it's about you know, know right what well and, and why and all that stuff yeah one thing that i took away from it is um <laughs> I didn't know anybody personally down there before I left. And I was like going, well, I, you know, I don't really know anybody, but when I walked in there, it's like, I saw Tisdale walking out of his room, you know, and walking out towards his motorcycle. And I went, that's, that's Tisdale. I said, Hey, Tisdale, what the hell are you doing? He goes, Charlie, what are you, you know? And I'd never seen him before. You know, I've seen him on Facebook, but that's mm-hmm. it. And God, I met Ken and, and uh, Gary and Ken Gillies is there. Nor, 
No, Ken Gillies wasn't there. It was uh, Ken Martin. He was there, oh, him okay. and his wife. And oh gosh, Bob. I mean, just lots of people. That's cool, man. Norm. <laughs> I mean, I it's just you know, and 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 Chris Burge, and he's got that. Uh, he's got his own RC helicopter company, and he mainly does stuff for corporations to haul. Uh, cargo with it and he had this uh with with these rc helicopters he's got this one helicopter that he's working on that he brought down has a jet engine and i think i put it on i posted it on hooker nation yeah i mean he just (laughs) that's that's what he does i mean that guy's just a a flight engineer that just just take took it to a whole new level when he you know got out and, and uh absolutely loves it and he's just Everybody was really cool. It's like I'd known him forever. So it's kind of like that hooker uh, family and just automatically blend in and and like you've known each other forever. And I, I re- they really made me feel that way and welcomed me right in. So I was, I was really impressed with that uh, atmosphere and the camaraderie and, you know, laughing about the, the same drill sergeants we all had and, you know, and the new, the younger guys saying, "Oh yeah, well we had these guys, and they were just as bad." So it's like the faces change, but the story's still pretty much the same. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah. throughout the generations and stuff. So I was really, I was impressed with it, and like I said, they did a top-notch job, and it was an awesome time. That's really cool, man. It's awesome. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad that it was, it was really cool. It's a, a, a significant event. Yeah. That you were a yep. Part of. Sure. Well worth going. Yeah. Beautiful country down there. Yeah. Humid. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. The humidity was pretty high and the heat was high. But like I said, once we got out on the road on the motorcycles or in air conditioning somewhere, it was pretty good. But um, the country is beautiful up there. I, yeah, the the roads uh, that we were riding on, I think, I wonder how many uh, drunk hillbilly engineers just said ah we're out of fuel on the chainsaw let's just go around this tree i mean there's more curves we went down this uh road uh called the dragon's tail and there's 318 turns in 11 miles <laughs> and man i'm working it i had joyce on the back and i rented a big ultra classic you know harley and man i was working through the whole thing and it, i mean it was fun but it's like you got to be on your game to to go through that and and uh and then the sport bikes you know they're behind you you got to pull off for them so they can go around you and do their thing and because you're just a slow old man in front of them (laughs) but no it was good it was um a lot of fun and and speaking of uh tar hills up where i live in uh skagit county up here in washington state uh our county looks a lot like the county's on uh, the west side of North Carolina, and I understand why a lot of the people from North Carolina migrated up here because it looks just like North Carolina up here, less the humidity and the bugs, and uh, our trees are a little bit bigger and nicer, but it's kind of the same rolling hills until you get up to the Cascades, of course. But, yeah, it was uh, kind of the same culture, that was down there was brought up here and i i get the connection now after being down there beautiful country down there that's cool man that's what i like to hear <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, man, speaking of significant events, you uh, you hit that 30 years with the Boeing company. I week. know. I I did. I hit it as we're I woke up Sunday in North Carolina, and it was the 23rd of August. And I'd hit, that was 30 years in three deployments mm. for Boeing. You know, and I've never been laid off there. I've uh, never got a cam, never got fired. Good job, <laughs> Luckily, man. Luckily, but uh, yeah, 30 years of that place. Everybody said I wouldn't last a week, and I am I was there 30 years. And I, I got a couple more in me, I think. And um, I'm just going to get it knocked out and uh, be done with it. And that'll, yeah, that'll make two careers because I did 26 in the army as well. And as you know, I retired when I got out of that. So I'm, I'm pretty much worked out. Yeah, you're burning <laughs> out, brother. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, when I retire, I'm just going to kick back and, and, uh, travel around the country on my Harley with my wife. And, uh, we're just going to go out and visit hookers all over the place. Nothing wrong with that. No, sir. That's a good plan. I think that's a great plan, man. Yeah. As long as you come visit me. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'll make a right-hand turn and get on down there. <laughs> that's it. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's awesome, man. No, that's that's great, dude. I think that's a huge milestone. Because, you know what, I think it's easy <clears throat> nowadays. They, it's it's actually been something that's been talked about. It's been said that, uh, the, um, the average time that these new millennials and newer generation rather spend with a company is, you know, only a few years and then they're on to the next one. So they get the next bump. And it's, I think that we're going to see a time when there's this transition <laughs> where the turnover rate for, these corporations is is a lot quicker than it than it is right now. Well, I think I think for me uh, it was uh, I wanted to get a good job and Boeing was good to me and I just wanted to uh, you know I, I, myself I go where the money's at. If there's good money there to be made, I'm going to make it and I'm going to also. Obviously, I'm going to produce to make the good money and be a valuable asset. So um, finding companies nowadays, uh, not that I've been out looking, but it just seems like uh, once you find a good place to be, it's that the whole name of the game is to try to make it to retirement so you can live comfortably and have a good life so you don't have to work your ass off you know, until you're 60 years old or 70 or however, however old you, you, you go to. So I'm all about getting it knocked out, being relatively young and, uh, living the rest of the of my life the way I want to. Yeah, brother. And, and Boeing gives me that opportunity. So that's why I'm there. Yeah. Well, that's a great company to work for. And you know, it's a huge milestone, brother. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but I got there. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> yeah, I made it. <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the weird things about I just got to say this real quick. I was on when I went to Iraq uh, in '03. 
I was on active duty for almost two years and I, I left, uh, Boeing January 16, 2003. And I didn't get back till February, uh, first 2005. So it was two years I was away and some change. And, uh, when I walked back in, this is the funny thing. It was the same guys in my shop that was wearing the same clothes that was bitching about the same things as when I walked out of there two years before. Nothing had changed, and it's kind of a – it was just weird. It was just weird to, to go over and, and do all that over in Iraq and then come back and, and go back in like you, did, like you weren't even gone. They go, oh, are you back? I was like, yeah. How long have you been back for? I said, oh. About three months. Oh, we haven't seen you around. No, I just walked in that day. I was just screwing with them. But mm -hmm. see, that's just life goes on in the big in the big B. It just oh, yeah. be, as the turbine spins. As the turbine <laughs> spins, brother. That's it. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. No, that's again, man. That's huge. I think it's a such a great accomplishment. I I, I look at myself and I'm like, man. I want to. I want to get there so bad. I think it's just you. Just got to have that one day at a time mentality. <laughs> yeah, I and I do. And there, like I said, it, there's days where you just don't want it. You know, you have times where you get really frustrated. But you know, I think it's going to be that way anywhere you go. Just like it was in the military and anywhere. You know, it's nothing's ever perfect. But you just got to have the skills and the tools to get through it, and and friends to keep you grounded and and uh get the mission done son get the mission done son i like it speaking of getting the skill having the skills to get it done <clears throat> one of those skills i think is is uh <clears throat> the skill of not giving a fuck and uh i think that that's something that is <laughs> that has developed over time <laughs> but i don't know man <laughs> i i can't i try to do that but i but the hooker part of me won't let it happen. The flight engineer in me won't let it happen <laughs> on anything. I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse because I'm always I'm I'm the only one that's frustrated. I'm the only one that's upset. <laughs> I'm the only one that's pissed off. Everybody else doesn't give two shits. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, and I think, and I'll take this into another. Um, just talk about it a little bit more um, and a little deeper. Just a counterintuitive approach, right? So it, the way that I look at it is I go to work every day and I've got to at least give maybe one, zero to one fucks about a lot of things that happen so that I can get through the day, get my job done and still have a smile on my face. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I mean by that is you need to go to work get the get the mission done get get your job done do what you need to do and you can't give a fuck about all the little things yeah now that i i agree with that yeah. because there's if you if you worried about all the little things you'd be miserable every day yeah and it's easy and I, it's easy to do it that. is you know what and here's the thing man and this goes right into hooking it, it is so easy to do that as a hooker and i remember this uh going through progression i remember because I'm the type of person that is so nitpicky about myself that I would just be like, I would, I would sit there and I'd analyze everything that I would do wrong on a flight. I would analyze 
you know, my, my ability, my skills to, uh, to troubleshoot things. Um, and I would think about all that stuff and it would eat at me. And I think that if a lot of new hookers kind of have that same approach that, you know, you can't come to work and get burnt out in one week. You just can't. No. You just have to, you got to realize that you are not going to, you're not going to learn uh, all of chapter two. You're not going to learn all of chapter five. You're not going to learn all of chapter nine in one day. And it's just, no. you got to chomp at it. You just got to eat it like it's an elephant. One day at a time. You just, every day, consistently every day. And that's, that's what it took. I had to, I had to talk myself into that. I had to do that one day at a time. Well, and I think, you know, I know when I was coming up through the ranks, I mean, the, the flight engineers and the FIs and the SIs, they were, uh, they're pretty tough and they pretty much yell at you all day and then, you know, tell you at the end of the day what you did wrong and what you can do better, you know, and, and we, you know, it falls right into what you're talking about. We are our worst critic and if you get caught up in that where you're just beating yourself up for something you did, uh, two missions ago or two, uh, training missions before, you know, you're just, it's just, you're just making it rougher on yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just one of them things, but you know, progression. I remember I, I had to to do ground school twice because I got through, uh, the D model transition course and then I got in a car wreck. So I was grounded for, uh, three months cause I had some injuries and, and then had to go start back through it all over again. And, and, and even though I had gone through it, I'd made a few, you know, got a couple of unsats and beat myself up over it. And it's just, you just can't do that when you're going through progressions, mm. you know, you just, like you said, one day at a time, one mission at a time, uh, listen and learn if, if uh, flight engineer or SI or FI is telling you something, you don't, you don't bitch and cry and piss and moan and say, I went to eats and I'm already in RL2. I, I know what I'm doing. You don't do that shit. You just, you listen, learn, and you, you do what you're supposed to do the next time. Yep. Period. That's what you do. And that's how you get through it. That's how you get up through the ranks. <laughs> it is, man. And I, and I think that the, uh, the, the magic or not the magic, this, this kind of the secret recipe to all that is just being able to go through that, go through everything uh, yep. ha and be, and be a very, uh, balanced individual. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, is just, you need, you need to go in and you need to understand that, that, uh, in our job, there's more quiet professionals than there is loud professionals. And so yeah. a lot of people that, that are kind of loud and, uh, and unprofessional, as it would be the, they don't get as far as the people that are disciplined and, and can, and can know when to, <clears throat> know when to quiet down and listen. Right. I, yeah, I agree with that on the, on the, uh, coming up to the ranks part. I, once I made FE, I can't say I was <clears throat> loud, but, uh, I was definitely assertive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, just was it's the way I was. Well, but there's, there's was. a difference. There's a difference between loud and obnoxious, and it's and it's and assertive. Yeah, assertive. Yep. So, I, and I think that's I think that's a positive thing for sure. So, 
Man, speaking about <laughs> speaking speaking about speaking of crewing, uh, I did a poll this week and, of different topics that that uh, we should talk about on the on this new podcast. <laughs> new podcast. This uh, this re- <laughs> it feels like new. Huh? Re- yeah, it's the regeneration of the Hunger Nation podcast. <laughs> um, and the winner, the taker of it was um, that time I cheated death. <clears throat> and I think, here's the thing, man, is I think that anybody in the military at some point in time has cheated death. <laughs> oh, I know, one way or another. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the, the difference here is that... Um, it's it's typically happened when we've been flying. Um, I know that there's a lot of I've seen a lot of crazy thing happen happen to uh, guys that have been doing maintenance. You know, it's crazy because it typically happens when they're putting blades on, either putting blades on or taking them off because there's so many guys on that that platform. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, well, yeah, you know, it, it takes a lot of, you know, what is it, least a minimum of four people to lift yeah. that blade while you're pulling pins and, and whatnot and pitch change lengths. And, um, yeah, it's safety. I, I've learned over the years that, um, and especially at work, the culture at Boeing now is every day we start off with a safety brief or safety meeting and, you know what happened if, if somebody gets hurt there's a irs report comes out says yeah this is what happened this this mm-hmm. individual did this. so my take on safety and as i get older it, it means a lot more to me now because it's going to hurt a lot worse <laughs> the older you get <laughs> the more it hurts but um yeah you know getting knocked off the top of a helicopter with a you know if, if you're putting blades on or uh, you and you fall from the top of one of those things, and you don't have good fall protection, or you don't have a good footing, or something, and down you go. You you might not make it. Yeah, that's um, a fact. It is a fact, man. And and so safety is a huge thing, and I think that that's a this is a good spin off of <laughs> time I cheated death. <laughs> but uh, you're right, man. I, I've I have learned so much about safety. It's something that I I probably just didn't even care or think about growing up. I mean, a lot of us didn't, right? But, no, I never did. I got yeah. the scars. I got the scars to prove it. <laughs> Shit, I piled my bike up last year. It shows you how stupid I am. <laughs> Broke my foot, blew my arm wide open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just screwing off. I wasn't even drinking. I was just being an idiot. Oh, yeah. So it happens at the least opportune moment it does man but you know i definitely have a different view of safety and i think that everybody that becomes a crew everybody that becomes a uh a helicopter mechanic um and backshop and backshop any 15 series individual there is there is there's two things there's the uh there's the cautions and the warnings right the uh, the warning right. the the warnings are you're gonna cause um, injury or death. <laughs> the cautions are you could um, cause damage to the aircraft, and uh, 
you've got to pay attention to both of those in, in everything that you do as a maintainer, as a crew member, anything, because you've got to think about what you're doing as a maintainer that could cause damage to the helicopter, which could then cause, you know, injury or death to the crew members and yeah. passengers. And so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a very serious job and it's a, a huge responsibility no matter what you're doing. So that's fact. <clears throat> I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we, I'm glad we talked about that. Everybody needs to be safe. Um, yep. Absolutely does. I think that the one way you, you aren't safe is, uh, when you're going through AIT and you get a tattoo of, uh, of something that what? resembles a Chinook on your ass. What the hell? <laughs> I saw that post today on Hooker Nation, and I looked at that, and I was like going, I think it's supposed to be a Chinook, I think. <laughs> but it looks like, I don't know, I don't know what, where, if his buddy did it with some India ink and a uh, <laughs> stick pen, I, I don't know. So the buddy I mean, has sent it to me. <laughs> the buddy has sent it to me. He he goes, hey, I, I this is uh, I took this picture of my crew chief, and uh, if you share it, I just want you to tag me in it. <laughs> this is on this is on Instagram. So I did that, and I That's got so I got a lot of funny things. But I I wrote back to him right when he right when he sent it to me. I wrote back to him and I said, hey, ask your ask your crew chief why he got a tattoo of a C-17 with rotor with rotor blades on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing. He started laughing. He goes, oh, God. yeah, it's, it doesn't look very good. And then this other guy, he, he messaged me and he said, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a C-Knight. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it, it looked, yeah, it looked pretty bad. It looked pretty bad. Oh my god. Oh well, you know. Yeah, my my teeth drinking. <laughs> yep. That's Virginia, why... Virginia Beach. You know, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I wrote on there uh, the caption that was when you're when you get a tattoo, but you're too drunk to explain what a chinook looks like. <laughs> I know it. Because... I was howling. <laughs> Oh, it's true, man. It it just looked like, uh, yeah, it looked like a looked like a an unhealthy Chinook, that's for sure. <laughs> hang hanger queen to the max, <laughs> right there. God, so oh, that's funny stuff. All I can say is it's always funnier when it's somebody else. It, it is, man. It really. Is. That is a fact of life. <laughs> that's why I'm so nervous to get get a tattoo. I really want to get my first tattoo, but I know I'm going to get it and I'm going to come home or, you know, I'm going to look at it for the first time and it's just going to look like smacked ass. And I'm going to be like, Oh my God. Well, right, now I got to pay money to get this covered up or removed. <laughs> think about what you want and then ha draw it out and have the artist draw it out before <laughs> you do it. And then you just kind of, you think about it. A tattoo is something that's forever and, and uh, I got the Ross coat of arms on my left arm, and it was it was a nice tattoo. And and uh, when I was standing in line to go uh, to Afghanistan, they give you your TB scratch or whatever the oh yeah they scratch your arm. Yeah. I roll up there and I roll my sleeve up, and the goddamn 
medic dude scratches right through the middle of my tattoo. So now I got this big blob of shit. No. Yeah, ruined it. I can't do anything with it. So no I'm just like, way. yeah. I, and I looked at him. I said, what are you doing? I said, why don't you go above it? It's supposed to be in the middle of the shoulder. I said, my tattoo is right there. And he goes, not my problem. I was like, really? What a little... Mo- I would have punched that motherfucker in the face. Well, I wanted to go to Afghanistan, <laughs> so I just let it roll. But... I, I'm pretty sure they would have sent you to Afghanistan if you punched that motherfucker in the face, Charlie. Yeah, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> That's my problem. I wouldn't have stopped. You messed, so, up my, you messed up my tattoo. I'm going to fucking kill right. you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, son. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I know. <laughs> Nothing like anyway. stacking bodies over a messed up tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. So I had to walk away from that one. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's funny. Well, man, let's <laughs> let's let's uh, let's finish this thing up. Talk about those times we cheated death, huh? Let's, oh yeah. Let's uh, talk everybody about the time we. Uh, we were flying together, and we we almost balled up the helicopter. Well, yeah, you know, I, like I said, we were over in Afghanistan, and Jordan was uh, maintenance back then, and he come up and asked me if. Uh, first, he asked me if I was Charlie Ross. I said, "Yeah, I am," and and he goes, well, "I was wondering if I'm thinking about being a crew member or a pilot." And I said, "Well, if you're going to be a pilot, you're going to jip yourself." I said, "All the actions are back here," and I said, "If you want to go." <laughs> You know, get your get the gear and come on back. You can go with us. But I said you're going to be working. You aren't going to be sitting there with your thumb up your ass doing nothing. And and yeah, he goes, all right. I was sitting there with Charlie's thumb up my ass. That's yeah, <laughs> that's why it's my thumb stuck so bad. Oh God, don't you? Why'd you go? Why'd you build off of it? Oh God. Oh, <laughs> There's no turning anyway, back from that. I know. So anyhow, so we go on this mission, and he flies the first one and with me, and we go in and do this air assault, and it, it, relatively routine. Then we do another one, and he goes, oh, this isn't bad. Then on the third one, we're rolling in, and uh, it's at bad. night, and up north of Sal, and and uh, we're coming in, and the, landing in this field while the ruts were like crossways not not at a 90 but like maybe at a 45 and we're coming in at a 45 degree angle and after touches and kind of th- throws the ass into the helicopter sideways a little bit then the right or then the front gear comes down the fe's calling it down and and it was real fast and we we're still rolling forward and it was real muddy and and that helicopter pitched hard to the left because the front right tire dug down in a in a rut and it peeled the front right tire off and the rim dug right into the ground. And we started rolling and I hung on to the, I was hanging on to the uh, maintenance panel area back there and I, I got on the, on the intercom. I said, oh God, we're rolling <laughs> over. And... Uh, <laughs> The pilot picked up on the thrust and just pulled us straight on. I mean, I don't know how he saved it from just, you know, rolling it on its side. But Jordan, he was on one side of the helicopter, and all of a sudden he's over by me. And I was like, son of a bitch. We landed it, got it off. We 
we got the uh, or we got the guys off the back. We got out of the LZ, got back to base, and we're taxiing in. It's going katunk, 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 katunk. <laughs> Get out there and looked, and the front right tires just—it's almost peeled all the way off the front right rim. And I mean, we almost just went right on over. It was <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. No, it was a, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time <laughs> breaking me breaking me in. <laughs> I was like, you still want to do this shit? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh my God. You're a nut job. You'll fit right in. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome for coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'll never forget that. Oh that my God. Funny. Welcome for coming. That'll, <laughs> that'll live in infamy. Yeah. Well, so for for the the flight that I was with Charlie on one of them, uh, the, my last appointment we were we were just making some, we were just freaking taking some packs to and from, and uh, we we hit a microburst on our way back from taking. We we only had a couple of passengers on board, and. Um, this is when we were in Kuwait for the the first portion before I went to Iraq, and uh, we would do like the the routes to uh, freaking what's it called? Um, God dang it, I forgot. Anyways, and we were taking the packs down there, and then we'd have to grab more packs and bring them back. And uh, anyways, we hit a we hit a microburst and. We were at, oh man, we were probably around 1,200 feet between, I would say between 800 and 1,200 feet. I can't even remember what the, uh, what the, uh, the flight pattern or the, the flight path elevation was for flying and, uh, what we were supposed to be flying at anyways. And all of a sudden, man, all I, I'm sitting in the right gun and I just remember, we we hit this burst and I I kind of flew up out of my seat towards the ceiling quite a bit, and I was looking at the ground. It just kept coming faster and faster, and I I hear bitch and Betty come on and bitch and Betty's just going torque torque torque, and I thought to myself I I remember this, I was like well I hope all my affairs are in order because this is this is not going to end well for me. <laughs> I know it's weird how that happens. It is. It is how it just you kind of just think about it for a split second. I just remember seeing that ground come closer and closer, and then thank God we were able to recover the aircraft. But I, we were only man, we were only a couple hundred feet off the ground at that point. It was it was scary, man. It was scary. It was good. Yeah, I, yeah. I had one in Afghanistan. Well, really the only time I was afraid flying and it was, uh, we'd done an infill and chalk one was off to the left and he was going to go up the left draw on chalk two. I was on chalk two, right gun on chalk two, headed up the right draw. And we got the, we did the X fill and ramps up and clear up left, clear up right. And we're going ahead on it and we're going up through this draw and, uh, we're up into it probably about, I don't know, probably five, 600 meters and there's a, a ridge to our left and then kind of a gradual slope up to the right and then you break out and it was a bowl to the right and then, but the, the ridge on the left kept going up 
and the co-pilot says, Hey, I've got enemy, enemy troops up on the ridge line. And, uh, all of a sudden the pilot just makes a right hand turn, doesn't announce it, just pulls hard, right. I'm on the right gun. And I see this rock wall coming in. I mean, coming towards us fast. I mean, it's coming up fast. I'm like going, I'm yelling, break left, break left, break left. You know, and he, he breaks it left, comes up over the top of the ridge where the bad guys are, and then dives it down the backside and gets out in the open. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty shook up. I said, you know, after we were away from the threat and out in the open, out in the open desert, it was like Central Valley. And I, I said, uh, what the hell was that? And the pilot goes, what the hell was what? I was like, fuck, you just break, right? Don't tell me what the fuck's going on. What? I don't, I don't get that. I said, that scared the shit out of me. And he goes, really? That scared you? And I said, yeah, because I, I thought you were going to try to make it all the way around. I didn't know you were going to cut back left. I said, you didn't, you didn't announce it. And he goes, I go, why'd you break so hard? Right. And he goes, well, I didn't want you and I to get shot up. <laughs> oh my god i went okay i'll give you that one he goes well he goes when we land i got something for you and so we we land and he gives me his little luck, good luck charm he goes here you go i'm sorry i scared you here's your little here's my little good luck charm i'm gonna give it to you and i was like well fuck dude i was just it scared me because, I mean, all I saw, we were hauling ass. Next thing I know, we're breaking hard right, and I'm thinking we're going to go all the way around. And there was no, the rate of closure was just coming up too quick. And I didn't know he's going to break back left and go up over the ridge and down. But, you know, they, apparently the guys didn't have any guns, and they were goat herders, and all was well. But I'll tell you what, man, I thought for sure we are going to pile it into the wall. But, you know, he had other plans, but he just didn't tell me what it was. Yeah, so did. yeah, I was scared shitless. I was. I bet. Man. I mean, it was coming quick. That that I mean, all it was is a rock wall, and here we come. I mean, and it's coming quick. And he he had total control of the aircraft, and he knew exactly what he was doing. He just didn't relay to me what was up. Yeah. So you know, no bad on him, other than not communicating with me what was happening. Oh, of course. Man, that's a, I think the other scary time is when we, when we were in Afghanistan and, and we, we were pulling, we were actually, uh, we had landed and we were getting ready to take off. And as we were taking off, I just see that Apache out the right door as we're, as we're taking off and we start breaking or we start kind of up and out, the right, yeah, up and out and kind of breaking right. And then I just see that freaking Apache right out there. <laughs> right out of the bubble window and i was like oh my god <laughs> fly right past us man <laughs> i know that you know it was pretty That's dicey it was, it was pretty dicey coming out of those things sometimes i mean everybody knew where they were but i mean it was like everybody had to be on their a game you know going in and coming out because you're stacked up four deep going in oh yeah yeah so Yep, good times. It I miss. I, I do. I do miss it. I'm not gonna lie. I still do, and and I probably always will. And I'm sure the the old guys that have retired and gotten out, or and I see a lot on uh, Facebook and Instagram, guys that are retiring out. Man, I tell you what, it's when you do the stuff that we've done all over the world, 
and and the type of uh, activities that we're a part of. Uh, when you walk away from it, that's it, man. The door closes and a new chapter opens. But every now and again, you want to open the door and look at it again. I mean, I do, anyways. Oof. Oh yeah. That's one of the reasons this thing got started. <laughs> yep, it is, man. It is. It definitely so. is. All right. Oh, that's good, brother. Um, thanks for sharing. Uh, everybody out there that listens to the podcast, we really appreciate your support. Um, this is, yeah. you know, I, we've we've been doing this for, I mean, yeah, we've taken a bit of a, a break from it this year, but I mean. Year, over a year, a year and three quarters, what, a year and eight months we've been doing it. Yeah, a year and eight months. Um, we've had a lot of support. We've had, we've had a lot of people that um, that have listened to us live and you know helped us. People that have volunteered to come on and and do the interviews. I really appreciate that. I think it's yeah. uh, it's always a really good thing when people do that. Um, I just like to. <laughs> I wanna I wanna be able to get fresh new content and, and do this a little bit better because I'd love I just want Hooker Nation to be the the community. You know, this is this is the official H forty seven community. And uh, I think that that is it means a lot to people. I think there's a lot out there. Um, but having a place people can go and be able to share their their experiences, share their photos, share their their stories and stuff like that. I think it's, it's super important. So, yeah, I do too. I most definitely, that's what, it, that's what this is about for sure. Nothing else. Yeah. So, all right, cool, cool brother. Hey, uh, let's, let's do this again soon. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me, brother. Yeah. Next. And, I, and next I'm not week. talking months. I'm just talking maybe next week. <laughs> I'll see you again in six months. <laughs> Oh, God dang it. Well, you know, that's quite a few people brought that up at the reunion saying, what happened to the podcast? Are you guys going to start doing them again or what? Something happened. I was just said, hey, man, life happens. Yep. You know, so, uh, yeah, probably when I retire, I'll probably be on here all the time. And people go like, dude, <laughs> get a fucking life. <laughs> I'll be like, this is my life. This is my life, man. This is my life. I love it. Cool, brother. Hey, it was good chat. All right, with you, Charlie. You um, too, brother. For all the listeners out there, again, be safe. Uh, don't die. Hey, that's that was the thing, you know. Is hey, but did you die? But did you die, Charlie? No, I didn't. And uh, I'm here to stick around for a while. At least I think I am. Uh, yeah, dude. I'm living. I'm gonna be the oldest motherfucker that has lived on this earth. That is a fact. Well, I. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks for the vote uh, of confidence, motherfucker. No, I was going to say I might beat you, but it depends on how I act. <laughs> There's always other forces around me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to come smother your ass with a pillow. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to beat. <laughs> Oh jeez! Well, only hey, if, only a true hooker would do that. Yeah, exactly. For for their their for their hooker brother. That's, That's the right. only person that could do it. That's it. <laughs> Amen. All right, brother. Well, hey man, I love you. Be safe. Uh, until next time, everybody. This is Hooker Nation signing off.
out here. Ramps level, wheels chalk. One, two, clear to ground. Hooker Nation, signing off. <laughs>